Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 11, we were talking about people who try to excuse all personal responsibility of children by blaming their behaviors upon the failures of their parents. Let's continue with that discussion today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Many of us do not like it when we'll read somebody that writes a book about one of our founding fathers of our nation, George Washington, maybe Abraham Lincoln, or or maybe one of the earlier ones even before the founding of the country as a nation there when we started in 1776, but some of those that helped get us there, maybe Benjamin Franklin. And people will write about their sordid lives, their sexual lives, and other things that were wrong with them, and they basically tear them down. Now, my question is, what is the purpose for a history book doing that? And I think behind that, all of that, is to tear down the patriotism in your country so that you can make it an international country, that you can become part of the one world government. So to be a one world government, you've got to tear down nationalism. Well, to be a one world religion, you've got to tear down the people of the Bible. And so many do this, write big, thick books on it. And what a shame it is. And no, it's not wrong to point out the failures that the Bible points out. But it is wrong when we go beyond those failures. For example, some have taken David and his failures as a king, as a dad, his immorality, and they expand on that so that every one of the kings after him that were his sons, that they're not at fault for the bad things they did. It's all David's fault. Because if David had not done those things, then His sons and his children wouldn't do those things. Some of you say that you are against the doctrine of Calvinism, which is a good thing. And yet you're Calvinist in the home. You say that if you raise a child a certain way, then they'll never go bad. Well, my friend, then you are charging God as a failure because Adam was called the son of God in Luke, the third chapter. So if he's called the son of God, then you've got a problem. Because you have just said that God failed when it came to the story of Adam. Now, folks, the Bible does say train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. But when he is old means hair on the chin. The idea is a teenager to a young adult. And he won't depart from it does not mean that, okay, he may go into wild, evil sin. But before he dies... He'll get right with God, or he'll get saved. No, my friend, that's not what it means. He won't depart from it means that he won't be able to depart from that teaching. 
You take a child that's been raised in a European country and one that's been raised in a Southern American Christian home. And that Southern American fundamental Christian home has taught that child that it is wrong to drink. He'll grow up and then he starts drinking and his friend from Europe starts drinking. His friend from Europe has no conviction whatever. It doesn't bother him. But the boy from America that had the fundamental Christian home, it bothers him. Why is that? Because he's been taught. And that teaching does not leave him. Now, the good thing about that, that as long as there's conviction, there's always hope for that child. And so that Proverbs 22, 6, when it's interpreted right, presents the parent with hope. And some parents, every time a child goes wrong and, and, and then they're, they die or something happens, they never get right with God. And then they're told, well, you evidently did something wrong. Well, there's never been a perfect parent. There's never been a perfect parent. So even the people that go around telling you you've done something wrong, they weren't perfect parents either. Free will applies to many areas of life and not only in the area of salvation. So people run down Isaac as a dad, but you know what? He's in the hall of faith concerning something he did for his sons. So I would be careful of teachers who primarily condemn people in the Bible. And, you know, isn't that like we read Isaiah 520 and he calls the good evil and the evil they call good. And I'm wondering if that's just like that. Now, taking God at his word, Isaac pronounced blessing concerning things to come as regards his sons and their progeny. He was preparing his children while giving exact direction from God. And he's in the hall of faith as a result. He just took God at his word. But after that, that takes us then to verse 21. Let us read that again. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Now we see the performance of faith in the life of Jacob. And again, as much as is said against Jacob, Jacob, in his hall of faith, is recognized for something he did for his sons. Isn't that interesting? You go to the football hall of fame, you go to the baseball hall of fame here, and you find that the accomplishments of those people are written down. And the same thing here in this hall of faith. And isn't it interesting that Jacob is remembered for something he did for his son Joseph and the sons of Joseph, and his sons and grandsons, one might say. So if Jacob was wrong, he would not be honored by his progeny. But his faith allowed him to bless his children, all twelve, and speak of things to come. In Genesis chapter 49, he worshiped, we're told, leaning on his staff. He praised God for what he had done for him and what he was going to do on earth. And what he was going to do for him in taking him to glory. He blessed the two sons of Joseph because Joseph proved faithful. And as a result, 
we have a tribe, a tribe that takes an in Israel, instead of just one tribe out of Joseph, there's two tribes, and then the tribe of Levi, they don't have an inheritance because the Lord is their inheritance as they minister about the holy things. And so what a blessing, and what what a wonderful thing that we see here, just with these two men, Isaac and Jacob, as they show their faith and their trust of the Lord. Now, Here's Jacob leaning on a staff. He wasn't able to support himself so far as to sit up in bed without a staff. Jacob is weak in body, but he is strong in spirit. In this condition, he will not make this an excuse for neglecting the worship of God. He does it the best he could with his body while truly worshiping him in spirit and in truth. The blessing? Well, it's God's will. My friend, we worship God best when we're doing God's will. Do you realize that in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That word service has the idea of worship in it. Now think about that. Your bodies being holy and acceptable, a living sacrifice. And you say, what is a living sacrifice? It almost sounds like a contradiction of terms. A living sacrifice, since we think of the ox, In a sacrifice, the living sacrifice is not dying on an altar, but rather the ox is given to the plow. And he pulls the plow, he he pulls the yoke, and he's in that yoke at the master's demand, at the master's direction, and he does the work of the master. Well, in the like manner, our bodies are living sacrifices, wholly acceptable to God, We are doing the bidding of our master that he gives us through his precious book, the Bible. And so the word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path that we might be living sacrifices unto God. Now, he lived, that is, Jacob lived by faith. But here we see Jacob dying in faith. Now, good parents aren't necessarily perfect, but they do teach and point their children to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that takes us to verse 22. Now, verses 20 and 21 show these men at the end of their life. And so, too, verse 22 with Joseph. By faith, Joseph. Now, he's not talking about his children here. He is a father, and it was his children in the previous verse that were already blessed. He didn't have to repeat the blessing. However, it says, by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. And that's pretty clear. This departing would not be for 400 years. And that prophecy had been given to Abraham from God concerning his own body. And so here is a promise 
that is carried out that been made years, many years, ahead of time. Joseph commands knowing the sureness of God's promises. His life had proven that when our faith endures in the promises of God, God proves himself faithful. Oh, Joseph truly is a leader. Now, he had a faith in a dream that he would one day see his family bow to him. He sent on a mission by his father to check on his brethren. His brethren speak of killing him, and they eventually sell him into slavery. He does good to his master Potiphar in Egypt. But again, Joseph is unjustly accused and spends 13 years in prison. His feet hurt with fetters. And he gains the second highest position in Egypt with much land and riches. Now, Joseph knew the story of Abraham. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the Sermon Library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.